Hello there. My name's Mark, and you are listening or watching to the Holocron Chronicles. This is episode 50. Oh my gosh! Zero. We have an exciting show. I'm joined, as always, by my trusty non-Wookiee co-pilot, Charlie Carden. Charlie, how you doing tonight? Oh, 50. My back, my back. No, I'm doing good. Yes. No, this is exciting. We've been, uh, yeah, 50 for us. You guys over on Co-op just hit. 100 we hit 400 on our main show and my little program code 47 the star trek podcast 86 i know it's not a very harmonious number <laughs> we're working it's on just it like that one we didn't time this or plan this obviously when right. we started shows to hit like 400 150 right. it just worked that it's all in the same week and then you guys over at code are just you know right like i said own. if we put them all together that could be our network every time we put out a network show it could right. be 405 550 6 when the, when the 6 is 36 yep. there you go wow there's some math math strong math skills uh we are also joined tonight by jared you may know him as greek heat on twitter twitch everything else jared Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I know we've had this uh, in our chat logs for, for a little while now, so mm -hmm. uh, I'm glad that we were able to uh, find the time to make it happen. And I'm super honored that it just happened to work out that I'm here for the 50th. And I think that's super awesome. And y'all should definitely give yourselves a pat on the back for that because the the work that goes into this kind of stuff is not easy. So. True, true, well, true. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm I'm super happy that we could make this work, and I, you know, I'm I'm very happy that you could be here for our fiftieth. So that's yeah. great. Before we get into it, I do have to thank Manscaped for sponsoring the Holocon Chronicles and the Secret Friends Unite Network. You can use code SFU for twenty percent off and free shipping at Manscaped.com and Manscaped.ca. I checked it out. It does work for Canadian shoppers as well Ooh, uh, a friend of mine just messaged and got it. So there we go. We will talk a little bit more about Manscaped later on, but right now. We are going to learn a little bit more about the mystery man named Jared. Uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, you know, uh, I am a self-described Twitter nuisance. Um, I just happen to <laughs> A self-described Huguenot. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, in a lot of ways. Um, I, you know, love Star Wars. I found the Star Wars community mostly through Twitter. Um, and that's where I've, you know, engaged with a lot of great folks uh, like your channel, like Pink Milk uh, and otherwise. And it's been one of the best things that um, has happened to me in the last year or so. Um, so I found, I found a good niche. Uh, I wrestled the algorithm uh, and... Overall, it works for me. Uh, outside of you know digital spaces, whether it's Twitch uh, as well, because I do uh, some streaming on the side. Uh, I'm a small business owner. Uh, I own a comic book and a tabletop game store uh, here in the Atlanta area in Georgia. What? That's uh, awesome. Yeah, so that's often why uh, my bags under my eyes are heavily pronounced and very exposed because I work seven days a week. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of things related to Atlanta, Georgia, uh, my wife and I, huge Walking Dead fans, just rewatching mm -hmm. the series for the first time since we, we, we've been together for 10 years, but we, we discovered the show kind of together at that time, uh, but have never rewatched more than maybe the first season again. Mm -hmm. So now we're in season 10 oh, wow. and then season 11, which is the finale is going to be over in three weeks. So by the time we get there, we'll have done it all like lead right up to the end of it. So, but that's anyway, awesome. I know that's entirely filmed in the greater Atlanta area, Sonoya. Yeah, and all that. it so, is. Yeah. Uh, Sonoya is actually uh, probably 10, 15 minutes from, from where I live. So I'm south of the perimeter in that area. Um, and I'm also about 10 to 15 minutes from uh, Trillith, nay, Pinewood. So yeah. all of the Marvel movies are also here as well. Ooh, uh, very we exciting. just saw the announcement today that Wonder Man uh, will be filming in Atlanta. Um, yes. So that will be coming as well. One of also, my favorite, favorite, yeah. One of my favorite characters yeah. in, and one of my favorite cosplays is Wonder Man. Oh, so excellent. the gray hair, great <laughs> Wonder Man original, original recipe Wonder Man in the seventies was gray because he, he had, he had been dead and came back as he had gray hair. Mm. So it worked. <laughs> you yeah. can hear more about that on secret friends unite episode 400 when it drops on Friday. You got week. it on Friday. Yes, exactly. Yes. Uh, so I want to get, actually, you know what? I usually we try to make this pretty like platform agnostic 
uh, audio listeners, video watchers, you can get the same. That Thor behind you is fantastic. <laughs> Holy crap. Like I if know. you're an audio listener, just this is the one to go subscribe to our YouTube channel. <laughs> it's that the is time. Just epic. And YouTube subscriptions is, are free. It is rather distracting and I love it. Uh, okay. So let's. <laughs> That's one of the perks of uh, owning a comic book store. I get to order things for myself. <laughs> That's <laughs> nice. Awesome. Um, you did mention Pink Milk too uh, when mm -hmm. you were talking about Star Wars Twitter and you were just on that show, right? Yeah. Uh, so probably about, uh, oh gosh, uh, it wasn't last week, but I believe because uh, they just moved to Wednesdays. So, yes. Uh, not last week, but the week before. So two weeks ago uh, and the week before that, uh, I was on and joined them uh, over there. And we had a great discussion about, you know, uh, I think it was episodes uh, six and seven of Andor. Um, right. So we had a good time talking about the eye um, and then everything that proceeded uh, after that as well. Um, and the one thing I really enjoy about Pink Milk um, is how they're carving a space for uh, LGBTQIA plus folks like myself um, within Star Wars. Uh, so we are able to talk about those things open and honestly with folks that um, have the same backgrounds, ideals, thoughts, etc. Um, and, and how it relates to either our everyday lives uh, or otherwise in kind of a um, fact through fiction kind of uh, through lane. Mm -hmm. I love that show. And it's, yeah. it is a fantastic uh, representation of, of, uh, I think, people that may not always have uh, their voice heard in, in Star Wars or, or media in general. It's, it's, you know, you, you get a token kiss here and there of, of mm -hmm. representation kind of thing. And mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's, it's really nice to, to hear a show that, that, celebrates that and and pushes for more and uh and kind of wraps it all up in in a whole lot of fun so if, yeah. if you haven't we've we've had i think all, everyone from that show as a guest on here and uh, i can say enough great stuff each and every that. one of them are wonderful uh, and uh, one of the fun things i learned about the last time i was there i believe it was episode seven um during mon mothma's party scene uh brian actually had to sign an nda that when uh, mon mothma said drink up to uh take homa that that was actually something that they had put in for pink milk. Really? What? Oh my goodness. That's, that's crazy. amazing. Yeah. That is incredible. So that that's, was a, that's that's a fun little Easter egg that uh, only a select group of people now know. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Wow. Uh, congratulations. They, they've had so much success. So we're, we're going to mention them as, as guests later, but, uh, but congratulations on those guys. They're, they're yeah. fantastic. Uh, okay. This isn't the Pink Milk Show. This is this is the yes. Jared Show. So let's learn a little bit about you right now. How <laughs> did you get into Star Wars? Uh, I think like, you know, most people my age, you know, uh, mid to early 30s, we were introduced to uh, the OT trilogy uh, really early on, either from a parent or otherwise. Uh, I remember... It was it was before the box set had even come out, like the the first VHS box set. Oh man! And uh, uh, a new hope was on broadcast. And I remember sitting up in my parents' uh, bedroom on a little like nineteen inch RCA with like metal <laughs> buttons and stuff. Um, and I'm just sitting there in my parents' bed by myself, like they were either downstairs, you know, in the living room or whatever, just watching it and becoming so enthralled and just it took off from there uh after that spawned uh reading and getting my hands on anything and everything star wars uh i loved the young jedi knight series uh as a kid cage uh kevin j anderson's uh lightsabers yes. is one of my favorite books uh of all time and uh i actually just recently saw him at dragon con uh over the labor day weekend and got him to sign it so that was wow. a really really awesome. special treat awesome. that so, is yeah. so cool my uh i always say my my Elemental nature lightsaber, which you can kind of see behind yeah. me a little tiny bit, has a rancor tooth for Tenelka. That was yep. just one of my favorites. Oh, she's so cool. It, that would be my one like wishless item. Um, would it be have some of those characters in some sort of adaptation or way come come about? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. What is your favorite Star Wars movie or show or? I think last time I said I have to expand this. So like thing, mm -hmm. what's, is it th those thing. books or is it like a, what, what does Star Wars to you? I mean, it, and I'm, sh I know 
for a fact from watching previous episodes that everyone pretty much says the same thing like star wars is star wars is star wars and there will mm. be different things that uh capture my my love my joy and my interest at different times in my life for different reasons like episode three is my entertainment value it gives me all the little nuggets and goodies that i love um and it's just good entertainment mm. i love less jedi it's one of my absolute favorites because I like the story that it told as it related to me as an adult, not mm. as a child. True. Um, True. But as of late, I, and it's everywhere on my Twitter, of course, um, High Republic has been one of the best things for me that Star Wars has come out with in, in recent years. And that's not just as an avid reader and somebody who read the books uh, growing up. And did I read all of the expanded universe? No. That was a lot to try and manage. Especially if 75% of it is... Not, not canon? Not, well, no, not no, not great. I mean, my God. I grew up reading, and I've said it before, I grew up reading Marvel's original. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Wars, it was my entryway to comics. got my first issue, issue 65. Oh, yeah. I, have a, uh, I have a copy of it uh, framed in uh, upstairs in my house mm-hmm. uh, at, the, at the pharmacy in the my hometown of Gross Point, Michigan. Um, and it's... Uh, it's it, the book was never great, mm-hmm. um, but for us back in you know the early '80s and waiting three years between movies, it was all that we had. So it right. meant a lot. And plus, it was it was a saga about kids and a comic that was written for kids. So a kid gobbled it up. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Like I've been enjoying about High Republic, it's tabula rasa. It gives you all the familiar trappings. Um, so even for those that are like, oh, I just. I want to move past the Skywalker soccer, go into the future. High Republic is, is right there. And whether you go into the past or you go into the future, everything's still joined in that middle part. So it's either going to precede it and influence it or be influenced by it. So it's, it's right here, ready for the taking. Yep. And it's so disconnected. I mean, aside from Yoda, like, Mm -hmm. right. This is a whole new thing. Uh, I actually just gotta be, yeah, gotta be. uh, Yeah. I, for, for the first time for a while, uh, I added the, the blade. Um, so that's like kind of the next arc. Uh, so I added that to, to like my pull list from the the local comic shop. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, because I, I I started reading the High Republic when it first came out and tried to kind of yeah, keep same. up with stuff and right. found it a little bit difficult to keep up and then just kind of dropped it all together and now I'm like that's that's my jumping back in point is going to be the oh, blade yeah. and that drops in did that just December. come out did I miss that oh did no. December it okay be December right. unless okay. Canada has different release dates it should be gotcha. December no December. I think it's the twenty okay. eighth. All right. Gotcha. Good yeah. I, I, Mark, and, and again, we'll talk about it when we get into our recapping history, but you and I followed that High Republic when it first came out because it was really coincidental with when we started the show. Um, mm-hmm. And we ended up kind of falling off being like, well, we're continuity mongers. We're going to get everything. <laughs> um, but now, should I wish to go back? I have Marvel Unlimited. I can go back and read it, but I just, my reading is just so bad i'm trying to really just catch up on the amazing spider-man and i'm still a year behind because i'm trying to keep up my streak i've read uh, i've read every issue um from the beginning that's my claim to fame and i'm trying to keep that up so but it's just it's it's hard to make the time to read so much other stuff going on and i travel extensively for work it's just it's challenging sometimes i read when i read comics is when i'm eating alone when i'm on the road <laughs> be sitting in a diner somewhere and i'm flipping through on my it's on my work ipad too read amazing spider-man and and have my salad <laughs> yeah it's it's a, a slog to try and keep up with that kind of stuff i know a lot of times folks will be like oh what are you reading and i'm like look i know i own the comic book store that does not mean number one that i am a the harbinger of good taste or b (laughs) that i have the time to stop what i'm doing to make sure that this runs so that you can have comics right sit down and read comics so i've just been keeping up with star wars and x-men i've been enjoying the koa era a lot gotcha cool very nice what is your favorite star wars character (sighs) hmm i think i mean Again, I have a lot of different ones, but I think if I had to pick, pick among picks, it's going to be uh, Obi Wan. But I can fix him, Kenobi. I love a man, <laughs> but I can fix is... him like like, like like somebody's girlfriend. He's yeah. a fixer upper, but he's a good one. 
I I have such a soft spot for characters that are just destined for infinite sadness. Oh, and... like me! <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love that. Uh, yeah, so I think you know he's he's really a compelling character outside of just the you know wizened master, and we got a lot of that through uh, Kenobi and and otherwise. Um, but I could you know list off and rattle off a dozen different characters that I. Uh, have fallen in love with but i think i always come back to kenobi mm. all right andrew two more two more characters that were on that list that didn't make the uh, cut. i've really grown to love Stellan geos uh from the high republic uh selfishly and biasly because somebody stole my look and i need to cosplay him desperately <laughs> um, take it back works. and i think i love cal kestis i think oh that's, that's mark's jam We've just started his his journey and getting familiar with him, but he's such a rich character, and having someone attached like Cameron Monaghan to that project, um, I think is really exciting. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, all of this will become irrelevant whenever the next project comes out. So when the acolyte drops, I'm going to have new favorite characters. Right. To, <laughs> it to is. It's it's the jing it's the jingling yeah. keys. Watch out. Mm-hmm. Someone someone asked me on Twitter today what my favorite like top five Jedi were. I was like Luke, Obi Wan. Cal Kestis. And I was like trying to decide the other two. I was like Qui Gon or uh, like Quinlan Voss. I like that. Like, not Yaddle. You know, renegade kind of thing. Um, and no, no, Yaddle didn't quite make the list. Uh, although, the badass in, in um, Tales. The, the she, Tales. She got yeah. it done. She got um, it done. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kit Fisto was, was on it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I was really trying to narrow it down, but like Cal was, I was surprised that like Cal was just so instantly on my list, like top three, like right there. Um, yeah, great character. Uh, light side or dark side? Which way do you tend to, to lean? I, I know you typically ask this or has have asked this question in the past with regards to powers. Um, right. Well, I think it, for, people for take it as powers. Okay. Like people people go that way. I'm just asking, you know, just <laughs> light side or dark side. I, honestly, it's one of those, you know, while I don't typically tend to gravitate towards like the big blue boy scouts, oftentimes uh, in comic books as a fantasy, I'm always going to go light side just from a morality standpoint. And, you know, even when I'm playing video games uh, that have choices, like moral choices, like mass effect, um, I'm always going to choose the right option. And like, yes, I know it's a code of zeros and ones, but if they do something, it'll make me feel bad. And I don't want to feel bad. So I get that. I, I would go light side. All right. Good stuff. Good. Uh, someone not swayed by force lightning for once. That's, well, everyone look, just always uh, mentions force lightning. See, and, and, and I came prepared for this just in case it came <laughs> up. So my big thing, and this isn't a, an argument for gray Jedi in the least, I think it's a matter of application. I think there are hmm. no good or bad force powers. It's just in how you use them. You can use force lightning and spark up a generator to feed an entire village, but you can also mind control somebody and that feels gross and invasive. Right. I I like that. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. You could, you could mind control someone to, you know, take a long uh, dive off of, you know, a cliff or something. It just, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it is application. I love that. That's Yeah. So you're, you're tapping into something I don't think any guest has tapped into so far. That's that's a wow. good answer because everyone's like, dark, right? Right? So force a deep tap. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like that. Uh, okay, so light side. What's your lightsaber of choice? So I've normally it would be blue, um, but I've really taken, I think Cal has skewed this a little bit as well um, with the exclusive crystal that he had, but I really bring it back to uh, Lobaka from the Young Jedi Knight series. That like molten ingot, like molten steel, like gold. It's not red. It's Mm -hmm. not yellow. It's just kind of like hot orange. It's got a really, really good, good feel to it. So Cheetos. Cheetos. Hot orange. (laughs) I'm a child of the 90s. We like our our neon orange. Uh, It's Cheeto. It's it's Chester Chester Cheetah the Cheeto Jedi. There you go. You got it. I, I like how you described it so beautifully as like molten gold and Charlie just broke it down to a Cheeto. <laughs> Thank you, Charlie. That was that is that is my that poetry. Is my, that is my gift. <laughs> that is that is what I do. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Uh favorite affiliation. This is the 
the last question that I asked. I just started asking this fairly recently. Mm -hmm. This is any single affiliation in Star Wars, a Jedi, Bounty Hunter, Sith, Rebels, Ewoks, Wookiees. I don't care if you can hang with a group. I am just waiting for somebody to say Ewoks. It's going to happen. I'd hang with the Ewoks. Maybe someday. You bet. Murder bears. Cool. I mean, and that kind of felt like um, uh, the last uh, episode they did for the Lego summer vacation uh, where they were hanging out, hanging out on the door. It it depends on the era of Jedi. I feel like, Mm. because obviously with the fall of the Republic, they were so rigid and so dogmatic. Um, and they got roped in to some stuff because they were feeling their own hype. Um, and I'm going to keep bringing it back to High Republic. I really feel like in the High Republic, they have a sense of... How do I put this? Um, we know that the galaxy is populated with more than just humans, but it's like humanity over duty. Like there's some room for flexibility there um, where it's what I should do versus what I must do. And I think that mm-hmm. speaks really, really well. Um, but if we're going just generally overall, I got to go with the Rebels. Um, they've got a lot on their hands and they're doing it with the best that they can. They're flying old junkers and right. still trying to keep up beat to, to the most of their credit. But we've got people like Andor and Saw who are really, yeah. really they're in the down getting their... Yeah. yeah, for sure. They're getting their hands dirty and are real stoic and serious about it. But they know that there's something, something right. bigger going on. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mark and I are big Rebels guys too. It's our jam. We love the X Wings. Oh yeah. Do yep. you ever get that movie? I, uh, if ever. I do have to say I, I I'm with you 100 percent on the High Republic stuff. Like, if I could choose one era, one group, like that would be it. I don't want to be like the the like you described dogmatic Jedi kind of thing. But I've always mm-hmm. lent lean more towards like the Jedi, the lightsabers. That's that's my Star Wars, right? Uh, as much as I love X wings, like give me a lightsaber and some force flippies, and I'm good to go. Uh, but but, <laughs> but I, I I like what they're doing with High Republic, and it, it is more explore the force, how it speaks to you. And I and love that it, so much. It's, it, it's great. It's it like, is. Uh, they've really so hammered. Yeah, they really hammered that home in the first book that uh, Charles Soule did for Light of the Jedi, and yeah. I I ate that up. I loved the concept that the force presented itself and meant something different to each individual person. Mm -hmm. And it started getting me thinking like, Oh, well, how would the force speak to me? What would that look like? And I just really like the the bright whites and the golds and just this more philosophical angle uh, and approach that they're taking, despite being on set by the Nile and the Drengear and yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, wow. me too. Absolutely. Let's move on to the news because this kind of ties in a little bit to to that era. Uh, so the the news this week, the big news before we get into like looking back at the past uh, forty nine episodes, is the acolyte just began filming. Like we literally got some cast updates and a set photo today as we're recording this. So Monday, November seventh. Um, so we've got carry on Moss added to the list. And I think Dean Charles Chapman's a new addition as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're joining Amanda Stenberg, uh, Lee Jung Jae, uh, Manny Jacinto, Daphne Keen, Jody Turner, Smith, Rebecca Henderson. And did I say Charlie? No, uh, no, no, no. Yeah. Charlie Barnett. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Uh, holy crap. That's a cast. <laughs> Nine-member nine cast, and you know, I mean, uh, anybody can pick out Carrie Ann Moss. You know, if you enjoyed the Good Place, you know Manny, um, and I, I feel like the rest of them are kind of like, a, boy, I bet I saw you in a something somewhere or whatever. But I mean, are any one of the rest of these jumping out? Anybody else? They're like, oh man, I loved her in Blank. It's just I'm drawing, I, I'm drawing a blank. Blank was the right word to pick. Uh, uh, Daphne the... King. That, okay. okay, yeah. From... Daphne King was. Um, uh, Laura, she was X twenty three and Logan. Yeah. Oh wow! Oh, well, years ago, yeah, yeah. Well, five yeah. years ago. Holy cow! Yeah, she's grown. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's yeah. one. Yeah, how about how about the rest vision. of them? <laughs> yeah, um, Lee Jung Jae. Okay, another one uh, that that uh, yeah. Um, 
uh what was the i'm trying to think of the he was guy in that thing that's, that's <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I and I'm not disparaging that because these these are all fantastic actors. They will become a thing. I, I want to say love, that, no, Squid Games. Jesus, Squid why game. couldn't I think yeah. of the name Squid okay. Games? Um, right. I was like, I kept like Hunger Games kept going in my head. I'm like, it's not the Hunger Games. It's games. Something. Rebecca anyway. Henderson there looks like super familiar, but from what? Just got kind of that face. Know. You know what I mean? I know, no. but we will find out, and IMDb will help you find out because that's always where I go. <laughs> so yeah, and I, I'm awesome. excited to see Manny in something other than a good place because I loved right. him in that. But it it'll be cool to see it, you know, if he's right. not a functionally, yeah, yeah. almost right. brain dead, uh, lovable. Right. A sitcom character where this is, you know, this is not a Star Wars sitcom, so it's going to be hype. But yeah, I'm jazzed. I mean, we talk ad nauseum, and certainly with with our shared uh, podcast co-husband, Todd Oxtra, who is the, the take no prisoners, Star Wars. I don't know. Hater. Hater is the wrong word probably, but um, you know, always looking for Star Wars, Star Wars to push the envelope and to get out of the damn Clone Wars saga, because it feels like 60% of all of Star Wars is the Clone Wars in that era. So Alkalite is pushing us back. Is it 200 years, 300 years? And like the High Republic time, am I correct? Or It'll be 80 to 100 years before Phantom Menace. So Acolyte will be towards the end of the High Republic. So they've been releasing the High Republic in phases. um, And my suspicion is that this is going to kick off uh, phase three. So we're currently in phase two, uh, which like a true Star Wars fashion, they they launched phase one which was about 160, 180 years before Phantom Menace. And now phase two with like the miniseries about the Blade of Bardata is a prequel to that. So they're doing OT, prequel, sequel. (laughs) Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Jared, how's your hype level for this show as as a lover of High Republic? I mean, it's... It's set to maximum. I <laughs> love the casting. Um, I I think I think it's all really exciting, and because it feels so new and fresh, um, you know, it doesn't feel even from the casting decisions. Like none of these were necessarily predictable. Um, you know, when they announced the acolyte, all we got was the title card and a general sense of when it was going to be set era wise, and. From what I've seen on Twitter and the circles that that I run in, uh, in my little corner of Star Wars, every single announcement has been met with positive, outstanding reception. Now, granted, whether or not they at Lucasfilm or Disney fumbles that, I don't know. Um, but at current, it looks like it's on on steady ground. I I yeah couldn't have yeah. said that better myself. Like yeah. I really I have been incredibly impressed with with every single like yeah like you said just unpredictable casting choice mm-hmm. and like every little thing that we learn about and we haven't learned a whole lot about this which i also very much enjoy and Absolutely. that could change as the things being filmed and things start to kind of leak out a little bit but like so far it is just this like some dark shit's gonna probably happen and it's it's here's kind of when it's set but like that's it and that's a 20 year like 80 to 100 years that's 20 is there going to be some time jumps in here or is it just right they're kind of giving you like a roundabout time and you got to guess where it fits in like yeah. i think it's a rough bracket um i am i'm very very pumped for this yeah mm-hmm. well and this yeah. one might scratch my itch a little bit with what i've really been getting into with high republic is i see everything that they're doing here how did we get so divested from what we're seeing in the high Republic to the fall of the Republic in the prequel Mm. series, like what happened. And I think this is probably going to answer a lot of that, that kind of like burbling, you know, beginning rumblings of dark side intercession and um, tampering. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think you're right. I think this is really going to, I think it's going to put the Jedi in a different light. And I think Mm -hmm. we might end up understanding where the dark side fits in and how important the dark side is uh in 
in the balance of the universe. And, and I, I kind of hope that comes back. I've mentioned that a few times on the show that where does star Wars go now that Palpatine is presumably maybe defeated for the last time, hopefully kind of a little, but you know, where, where do they go? What's the big bad? And, and have they messed up some balance in the universe? Mm -hmm. Uh, is, do you need that dark to kind of counterbalance the light and what does the universe hit back when that balance is out or does the force hit back when that balance is out of whack? So, uh, what, what happens next? And I think we might get some previews of that in this of here's so much light and the Jedi are doing kind of whatever they want and taking all these paths through the force. But here comes the darkness to kind of slap that down a little bit. And, right. uh, and, and that's maybe where some strictness comes and they kind of pull ranks and, and focus up, but they do that in the wrong way. And they, like you said, they kind of start, that's when the manipulation comes in and stuff. And it's, I'm, I'm so excited to see this. I love the grounded star Wars and, seeing the troops and the rebellion and all this kind of stuff. But like, like I said, my star Wars is someone with a lightsaber doing some flippity kicks. So flip flippity to Jim. It's all the live long day. <laughs> yep. Um, all right. Well, that's the only news we really had, but I also wanted to look back at like kind of a retrospective. This is at episode 50. Uh, I wanted to look back at just a few of the holocron facts that we had uh todd did a quiz for me on episode 100 of uh the co-op mode i'm not going to do that i'm just going to read a couple of things that that we've done so this show for anyone that's joined us more recently than episode one which i'm guessing is most (laughs) of the people so this started as a canon recap where charlie came and said you're a star wars fan i'm a star wars fan let's do something and I had just kind of joined on Seeker Friends Unite through co-op mode and it started on December 2nd, 2020. So we are actually coming up on an anniversary as well. And we basically just covered everything, comics, books, if there was a show going on, which I think we came on the ending of one of the seasons of Mando. Yeah, it would have been end of season two of Mando because Mando started in 2019. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know, we, we, but we covered everything right down from like kids books to the, we had a, like a meditation guide, cookbooks, like there were, there's yeah, everything it was, in there. It was everything. See, I followed this one website that was like, here's all the releases this month and blah, blah. And yeah. so I was aping off of uh, a, a YouTuber, Star Wars Explained, Alex, something or other. You probably know the guy I'm talking about. Cause I'm like, I like that. Let's do it in podcast form, but we'll give mm-hmm. it our spin. And it just got to be something we couldn't keep up with because it wasn't fun right. and exciting. So it went in another direction. And that other direction, the first guest that we had was episode five. That was Alex Terry, but ah, joined us yeah. specifically, your old co-host, and joined us specifically to keep doing what we were doing. Uh, the first, I'm going to say the first like real guest, no, no discredit to Alex, but the first kind of like outside of Secret Friends guest was Okairo. Oh yeah, and kind of that he he each kind of changed the show forever. So Akiro, if you're listening, um, we we owe a, a great deal, probably more than you you realize or care to uh, admit. Um, how this show started focusing on guests, started focusing on stories of people that I met through the Star Wars community on Twitter. That uh, Jared, you, you said it like you've you've cheated the algorithm. Uh, when <laughs> when I was trying to get uh, Alan from Level Up Lightsabers to, to go on Twitter, I was like, dude, block button is your friend. It is toxic out there. But when you see toxic shit, hit block and move on with your life and you will whittle it down to the most awesome Star Wars community possible. And Okairo is a big part of of me getting into that and meeting more people in the community and and basically this show is kind of spun off from that um and we started getting more guests and getting their stories and and that's where we are and like charlie said it was hard to keep up with other stuff so rich tapestry so much interweaving of and so many people who love the prequels which was a head scratcher and i'm just kidding but no we got because you got me i'm the old guy mark's a bit younger than me we had all these kids came one who was the same age as my son in his 20s you know so it was just yeah just all these different great perspectives it's just wild so it's great he is uh, absolutely amazing every Um, time i see him on my timeline i'm like keep doing what you're doing yep yep absolutely amazing 
we've had a lot of amazing people. Uh, Jared is our latest amazing guest, but we've had a ton. So I want to thank every single one of them right now and just take like uh, 30 seconds to a minute to read. So we've got Alex Terry. (laughs) (laughs) Alex Terry. Alkyra has been on three times. He is our most returning guest. And we we have to make that four sometime soon. I I sent him a message today just just kind of saying this same kind of stuff before anyone else heard it. Uh, Rich Davenport. Brock McLaughlin, uh, Dano Flores from the Dano channel on YouTube. Awesome. Awesome. Like if you're into like Disney and star Wars, like the Disney theme, like the parks and start like, just, just go. Um, Joseph Moran lightsaber collection. Holy shit. Uh, Palpa memes, another awesome star Wars Twitter guy. Uh, Femren star Wars infinite, uh, Bella, um, who is also on with, with, uh, with Jake, her boyfriend, but she's been on twice. Uh, Omar Williams, the first time Star Wars watch, I'll never forget that episode. That was insane. Like first mm-hmm. time watching the whole thing. You watch the whole series. That was, I, I love that one. Um, Abby, AKA Kid Sidious. She's been on twice. Uh, like I said, everyone from Pink Milk, Brian, we had uh, Chase, AKA That Gay Jedi, M, Mark, who has since left the show, but still fantastic. Uh, Mike from Bright Suns, Peanut, who I was talking to and playing some Fortnite with over the weekend. Got to have her back. Uh, Robbie Weidman, uh, he's been on a, another repeat offender. Uh, anytime you need to talk about Maul, that's who mm. you call. Uh, Chris from CR Sabres, Scarlet, uh, aka Carly, um, Sarah Palpatine, Riley Antoinette, Todd Oxtra, the Star Wars hater. We've had him on this freaking show. Deep, deep. Uh, <laughs> uh, Envy the Green Fairy. AKA. Me, my, fr- my friend Mia, the original, yeah. saw, saw it in go. 77. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Steve, your friend Steve. Oh, yeah. Oh, Steve Steckity went to high school together. Uh, yeah. There you go. Yep. Uh, Alex, aka Ali Graz, another amazing Star Wars Twitter and Instagram and everything else. Um, Katie Q, been on oh. twice. Katie Q, my queen, yes, over there on Code 47. She's the greatest. Aubrey Organa, Organa, Trevor Bettis, uh, Jedi Master Allen, who I just mentioned from from Level Up Savers, uh, mostly Martinez, who sent uh, a message. Let me see if I can get that message. Uh, Just amazing. Happy to have been a guest, and congratulations. So uh, thanks, uh, mostly Martinez. Uh, Peter Stein. I'm going to say he's been on for one and a half episodes. Right. Because he, he joined us for that little short one, then went for right. Palpatine for the next. Right. Uh, and last but not least, last week, we had Louis one Kenobi. And of course, that brings us up to Jared. So thank you to everyone that has made 50 episodes incredibly entertaining. And, and yes. like one of the favorite parts of like my monthly routine or bi-weekly routine is just getting to meet new people or, or catching up with, with people we've had on multiple times. So uh, if you haven't been on in a while and you're hearing this, reach out. We do this Please. show bi-weekly. My list, as Jared mentioned, we've been talking for a little while. My list grows very quickly because it's, you know, two guests a month. So it, it doesn't take long to reach into, uh, you know, a couple of months past. So, um, but I, I always love at least adding people that are interested uh, on the list and, and making sure that I, I have a running list to go to. So uh, thank you to everyone. And if, if you haven't been on the show at all, or if you want to return, reach out. Um, one other thing that I, I want to mention is we've done episodes for every movie and any TV show, but the movies especially, we did like our whole recap we rewatch. And I heard from Sean Capri who run the, the carpool gaming um, who just was part of the extra life team that raised like $30,000 over the weekend. So, so holy crazy. crap, My congratulations God. to Phoenix wow. overdrive. Uh, I'm sad. I couldn't take part this year, but geez, that team's amazing. Uh, but he, he said he's gone back and listened to us as like a companion piece for the movies. So like either before or after you watch a movie, listen. And I never thought of those, I just think of it like it's a weekly or bi-weekly thing and like you listen to it when it comes out and that's it. But like right. he kind of looked like saved it and waited for the next time he was watching and like what and it wow. thinking of our show living and kind of being an archive and companion piece broke my brain. Wow. And that was just really cool. So <laughs> right. Sean, thank you gotcha. for, for that. that I, I, he just kind of sent it as an offhanded text and, and it, it stuck with me. So um, that's really cool. Uh, yeah. And Charlie, thank you for making me do this show. 
a wall I wasn't sure when you said let's do a Star Wars show, and I've since I got mean, a, and a you Star trans, Wars tattoo you and transmogrify. <laughs> I just I just got one myself. It's it's boring. Yeah, finally, there you go. finally picked that up. But um, you want me to tackle this next bit? Talking about our sure. beloved sponsor, you know I do a great yeah. job. Well, we That's heard about early, early in the show about Manscaped. You know you can support our show, uh, Secret Friends Unite. We're brought to you by Manscaped, the uh, best in men's below the waist grooming and grooming. Uh, the products are precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, join over six million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. With this exclusive offer for you, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code SFU at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, and Mark, you know I love math because you heard me do some a little bit earlier, that is about 12 million balls. Damn. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Uh, Manscaped.com, code SFU, make it so. Wrong show. I've been... I've been super impressed with Manscaped. Uh, I know we, we've chatted a little bit about co-op mode, but we haven't chatted here. So I, I do want to say like, it's, it's as good as they say, like I've heard about it on other podcasts and seen the ads and that kind of stuff. And I was on the fence before this, this sponsorship and like, should I, shouldn't I, whatever it's, you know, like, is it as good? Yes. For like, I was nervous. I mentioned this to Todd. I was, I was very scared before I, I, uh, you know, used anything downstairs. I was like, uh, went to my wife. I was like, can you like maybe shave my back just to make sure that this doesn't like get hung up or pull at anything? Like I was, I was scared. So for me to be like, yeah, this, this works and like works well. It it doesn't like, you know, pick or cut or pull or anything like it it can be bad. Um, I, 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 and I had the same experience, uh, not only obviously using it myself in that area, the little light underneath the unit really makes mm. things useful for corners yeah. and what have you. But yeah, I had my wife because the back of my neck gets fuzzy. So I had April take care of that for me using this deal. Spotless. Not, not I'm, I'm, found. Yeah, I'm one full moon away from being confused for an Ewok or a Wookiee. So uh, <laughs> I'm not that tall. So I'm going to say, like, you know, like I'm not Wookiee oh height. That's um, crazy. A uh, short, short Wookie or tall Ewok. Either way, I'm a hairy dude. So uh, I tell you, it, you I, know, I think just, I think Cassian yeah. Andor himself could use this product. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> could, could take care of that funky beard. But anyway, we probably should get on to talking about, of Andor, yeah. talk about talk about Andor. So, do you like my segue? Let me get on my segue. Woo! <laughs> that was a, a fantastic segue. So, Andor. We're going to be looking at episodes eight and nine. Let's start with uh, basically an overview. We don't really deep dive into episodes uh, like you can on a weekly show, but uh, there's there's a ton of those, including uh, Pink Milk, uh, that that do cover things on a weekly basis. But uh, Charlie, you and I have been a little underwhelmed, underwhelmed, I guess, or, or, or wondering when the show is going to pick up. For right. me, I thought it was here. This is this is where it picked up. It, it it's a little bit more interesting for me. Right, there's something uh, happening. It's building to something. Uh, and again, yeah. our poor guest hasn't spoken in like 20 minutes, so right. <laughs> we let, why'd you have a word, my friend? Absolutely, yeah. So, Jared, what do you think? I've been enjoying Andor, um, and similar to uh, your point earlier, Mark, I too am kind of a I come to Star Wars for my space wizards. So the more grounded stuff um, isn't typically my my immediate jump go-to. Uh, but similarly to how Acolyte seems to be changing things, Andor is a drama. It's not an action mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. So getting that slow burn, espionage, everything's very dramatic. We're getting real stories for real people and how it's impacting their lives. Like, yes, there are spaceships. And yes, they're fantastical alien creatures and things like that. But at the end of the day, it doesn't happen all at once. I mean, when we hear about, you know, how fascism and things work in the real world, it's a slow boil. The frogs Mm -hmm. boil slowly. And I feel like that's kind of the same thing here. It's like one long discordant note that's just being sustained for way too long. Mm -hmm. And I feel like because it's a 12 episode uh, season, each three episodes is its own arc, kind of like Clone Wars. Mm. So mm. instead of thinking of it as like one season waiting for it to pick up, if you break them down into those smaller arcs, you can see 
the rise and fall and the crests of, mm-hmm. of the story peaks and valleys. Um, so I, I've been enjoying it uh, for, for those specific reasons. Um, and just, but that's how my brain works. I uh, love political intrigue and, and things like that. Um, so but, it's going to be, you're saying the taxation of outlying trade routes (laughs) yes yes i am my look my degree is in political science with a minor in criminal justice and philosophy and a concentration in pre-law and some law school under my belt yes that is all star wars (laughs) rolled into one it's like it's a star wars course curriculum i know um so very much giving me that kind of like west wing meets star wars in a lot Mm. of ways Mm -hmm. um and and i've been enjoying that awesome Awesome. Did you, were you waiting for it to pick up and did these two episodes fulfill that for you or you've just been enjoying the ride so far? Yeah. I'm, I'm just, you know, strapped in and waiting for the operator to say, get off the ride. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't really have any expectations for it. Um, I'm just, you know, letting it lead me. Um, I feel like in serialized uh, television, uh, which we've kind of had to readjust getting back into since Mm -hmm. we've done away with the binge model it's kind of like having to recalibrate your brain like okay i'm not going to get all my answers or all my questions answered immediately i have to wait this out Mm -hmm. and it's dense and that's okay i can go back and rewatch um so uh i think the end excitement arc is what's coming uh and we got Mm -hmm. a little bit of that with the end of episode nine i feel like so i think 10 11 and 12 is going to be that finale arc Mm -hmm. and that's going to be the one that's going to have all the action like the middle arc did for the um the the eye and everything they did on the imperial base gotcha okay yeah, I didn't really stop thinking about. I mean, obviously, when this and, and Mark and I, you talked, you and I talked about this a lot when it dropped. Like I said, well, if they didn't drop those first three episodes at the same time, they would have lost anyone after that first episode. The way it was so glacial. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, uh, like Jared was saying, really stop to think about it. To your point, that it's it's the arc with the beginning, middle, and end, and then it's it's a wave and it's cresting again. It's, so it's just that's potentially a, a little bit more non traditional way for people to really look at this kind of thing. So maybe that's without that perspective, maybe that's what I was missing. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm sure like most anyone, when it's said and done, we'll go back and watch it again, or we could go back and watch it again and thinking about it in that perspective, probably get a lot more out of it. Um, thinking that, you know, not thinking about like, Oh, bloom, what's happening now? You know, Oh God, I got to wait a week for this next thing to happen. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Where for, for me, the, these two episodes where I have been so far, like I kind of wish they dropped it either in chunks, which with three episode chunks would actually really work really well, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, but you know, I, I up until this point have kind of been like, okay, I watch it because of this show that we're doing right now and I keep up. Otherwise I would kind of like to binge this whole thing through and just see right. where it starts. And, and I think Jared, to your point is, that's kind of how our brains have been trained and I have to get out of that. And that's a me thing. But these two episodes, I'm like, I'm now anticipating next week, anticipating this week or whatever, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's hooked me now that I want to come back. Not just, we could end Holocron Chronicles at episode 50, call it a day. And I'd still be like, we're not right. going to, but I'd still I'd still be watching Andor when it came out, rather right. than waiting for it and binging it all. So it, it's got its, right. its hooks in me with these two. Um, so this is a lot dealing with with Andor in prison. Uh, we're going full spoilers for anyone not familiar with the show. Mm-hmm. That's where we're going right now. Um, Andor in prison. We've got the ISB kind of going after Bix and the crew there. Any character moments stand out for for you guys jared we'll start with you in either of these two episodes Uh, mon mothma is really what i've been coming to the series for in Mm. a lot of ways um so her just continuing to try and move things along and try to remain as um surreptitious as possible um she's in very very dangerous territory um but her danger is different from everybody else's and i think all of her shots are incredible 
like mm-hmm. uh, Genevieve is holding that role, I would be so disappointed if she doesn't get nominated for an Emmy for her performance because her party scenes, it's supposed to be laissez-faire and just very yada, yada, yada. But I am finding myself like holding my breath during her scenes every single yep. time. And then I think it was episode nine. It was just after uh, Vel left uh, the apartment mm-hmm. and she's standing there framed out uh, in the archway and all you see is her back and she eventually just hangs her head. I was like, ugh. That compounded with, you know, all of her Senate hearings where people are either shouting her down, not listening to her. Booing and, and, take, and tur- turning the lights off and leaving like, ah. Yeah. It's like people yeah. walking out of a theater, like, you know, if you're, you know, doing Macbeth, which is quite a stage play for what she's doing. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's that's been uh, a lot of what I've been drawn to. Mm. Yeah. I, I I love not not only, I mean, her scenes are amazing, but I, I love that they will linger on a shot in this uh, a lot of a lot of star wars a lot of tv in general is move on to the next scene move on to the next thing action piece move on action piece move on this lets the camera linger it lets it sit on silence it lets you take that beat to hang your head or mm-hmm. to realize what's going on or to let a line sink in that you might not have to rewatch it. You might not catch, you know, they, they allow for that space that you can catch it on the first watch and let it sit. And it's, it's incredibly powerful. And I've really appreciated it in these two episodes specifically, but I've noticed it and like thinking back, I've noticed it in a, in a few times in the show, but um, yeah, they, it, it's incredibly powerful and you do not see that too much in Star Wars or, or like I said, anything else. And uh, I really, really appreciate them doing that. Yeah, I wonder how much of that is, you know, not necessarily uh, contradictory or counterintuitive to George's DNA in Star Wars mm-hmm. because he's such a speed junkie. Right. Um, but I think that's, again, why the show is so massively important, not only for the story that it's telling and how it may relate to real life today um because mm. all our fiction is allegory um but taking the time to set itself is different by saying we need to take our fe- foot off the gas here because otherwise people are going to miss it and right. this is something that they cannot miss mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's it, it exactly it's it's important stuff that right. um yeah we're like you said it we're seeing a lot of the real world reflected mm-hmm. so it's uh yeah very important charlie what about you any any other moments well, we're, that stick we're building to a crescendo here is something that's obviously going to happen as we're getting into as we've said that final arc uh luthan connecting with saw guerrero which is one of those like oh they put it in the trailer and there's the guy from that thing i mean forrest Whit- forrest whitaker is forrest whitaker uh it's interesting to see saw so this is five or six years before rogue one so he's uh got more human parts uh than he did uh when we met him he's not hobbling around on like you know his his foot is a rake and his other leg is a shovel and i mean it's just just looking so beat up um but i the the verbal sparring that you see between him and luthan very much like the way that cassian delivers his very clipped you know to the fact never betray what's really on his mind kind of thinking um it sets up really the culture of everything that culminates in what is i think ultimately going to be cassian's career uh in the rebel alliance and in rebel intelligence um being being set here and uh loved seeing that two of the guys in cassian's work crew uh were melshi and and the other dude who we see on the beach at scarif so they, they are his regular rebels uh, who, of course, they they die. Sorry, spoiler for for a five year old movie, six year old movie uh, that everybody dies. But um, yeah, you can see, you know, it's it's the genesis of kind of how that how all of that came to to pass, and how they're so completely shaped by the horrible yet incredibly sanitary conditions of an imperial prison. You know, do you know it, the the floor is lava. Uh, you know, a jail cell uh, scenario they got going on. It's some really scary shit. Um, and, and really underscored by, you know, the death of the old man at the end of episode nine, 
and they're like, uh, well, okay, clunk, and they just walk away. It's just let's just roll them out, let's roll them out of here. Reminds me of the, you know, the Treehouse of Horror with the Simpsons. They're rolling. I think that oh, it was their spoof on the Nightmare on Elm Street. Martin had died, so they had him covered, and they're rolling him out in the 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 sheet snags and they said no don't roll them into the, into the kindergarten <laughs> you know it's just it's just you know or dump or you know dumping him you put him in the in the grist mill to make horse meat or whatever it is they just they just do not care there is no human capital in the empire it's just all it's all what goes into the bone grinder um mm-hmm. and so it it really shows the depths of evil this was even something uh, todd was saying to me like you know i hope Andor is and he's famously said well i'm giving up on the show i don't care it's too slow uh but something he remarked when he was talking to john and myself today was well i hope that Andor is showing us maybe some different gray corners of the empire or some different kind of end game or something and maybe we haven't gotten that far yet but we definitely are seeing some depth of you know what the empire is all about you know Humans are basically livestock. Any environment is expendable. You know, sorry to say it, but, you know, welcome to Trump Star Wars. That's kind of what we got going on here. It's just whatever we can grind up. So it's shattering. Yeah. I read something that I, I don't think really works or makes sense, but was definitely a darker kind of thing, was a theory that the floors so you see them putting together something you know it's, it's kind of nondescript what they're putting together it's just they're, they're clunking out these star-shaped things right uh, the theory that i read was the floor below them just dismantles it and it's basically just an endless cycle of uselessness just to beat these people down and make sure they have no spirit left but but to what end oh, uh, or, or that's what we're gonna find out breaking people just yeah. breaking people because kill the spirit they're not gonna rebel right. I, I that that was the theory again i don't think it them, right? really fits but they're I, not just I, building I, widgets for edit walkers or something i mean you know yeah i like the theory because it does show the depravity with which the empire would go right. um but i think it's very utilitarian it's in its nature of executing authoritarianism uh so it wouldn't be efficient uh right. yeah. my running th- my running theory, and I'm happy to be wrong, and I probably will be, is that they're actually in the Death Star. That because oh, it's shit. this water moon, and you see all the water cascading, that's Ooh, cooling it, okay. and that they're actually in it, building it, and it's gonna come right on out of that water moon. How uh, interesting! Wow! In either the end of this season or next. Right. I don't know why I think that. It just feels weird. To, like, why would you? spend all this time and energy um, to have all these people, house all these people, build these things, only to then have to move it to somewhere else. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm. Makes wow. sense to me. Yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to see oh, it come shit. to fruition. I like that. Adds, oh, a, adds a bit of death. Um, we, we kind of already talked about some some scenes and shots and character moments. Any Anything else stand out for, for either of you guys? I mean, I'm just, I, I think, like I said, the old man's death at the end and, and, mm-hmm. and the, uh, what about the, uh, the, the, uh, I'm going to draw a blank on the name we've got, uh, is it Miro, who's the ISB officer and, uh, the, the creepy fanboy that interaction, you know, oh, it was just like the, the kind of the Daedra single... and, uh, Cyril. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, uh, yeah. the, uh, yeah, the, uh, kind of single white female deal. Like, well, I, you know, basically I'm your biggest fan. You know, kind of a, you know, you know, stand from Eminem. You know, uh, just you know, wh- what's the end game with him? What's that guy gonna do? Whatever he's gonna do, it's not gonna be great. No, it's gonna be horrific um, because he's he's so looking to be a part of something, right? Like, and and a lot of that just stems from you know his home life and the way that his mother dominates him. Um, that he's looking for somebody else to kind of supplant that, um, right. but someone that could potentially give him something in return and he's not getting it. And mm. uh, he, I think he's going to find himself on the wrong end of something and probably wind up being uh, either on the same floor or be going in as Andor is coming out on, mm. on the prison. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Mm. I can't. I can't wait. Yeah. So you're right. It's finally. It's ramping up to a level of anticipation that uh, I have, haven't quite been at yet. I do have to say, uh, Bix's torture scene was absolutely brutal to watch. Holy shit! That uh, and the silence again, right. letting letting some uh, something go by with absolute silence and just letting the actor mm-hmm. do her thing was so, uh was right. so good so Maybe. good um so what what we're, we're we're gearing up to the last few episodes how are you feeling so far i think we've covered a bit of that so what do you think is next where do you, where do you think you know wh- where's the next wave going jared i mean i i think you know however this arc ends um this is gonna be um Andor's kind of call to action. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that by and large, he's kind of broken the mold on Campbell's hero's journey um, because he's constantly rejecting his place and he's never feeling comfortable. And more, more or less, he's in the presence of other protagonists, but hasn't taken that leap yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this is going to be the start of that. Um, episode one, wasn't it? Um so, um, you know, especially having thought that he was free and clear after doing the Aldani job, wound up in the place that he didn't want to be at at, at the beginning and kind of had the same morphous idea of the Empire, but really understands the insidiousness of it now. Mm-hmm. Um, finally being willing to, to take the charge and say, I'm in. Yep. Forget the money. I'm in. Right. Yep. Um, so that'll that's where I think and suspect that it's probably going to wind up going. Absolutely. Rock on. Uh, Charlie, you, you're kind of uh, on the same page there. I mean, like I said, all, all the threads are going to combine with Luthen and Saw and Mon get, you know, Cassian getting out and for him saying, you know what, I I'm, I'm polarized because you know, the world is shit and my trying to hustle my way through the mire is just going to get me back in a place like this or something worse or something dead. So I, I've got, yeah, you got to, what is it? Stephen Colbert says you have to stand up for standing. Uh, then that's what he's going to have to do. So, and I think that's what we're going to see. And that's, what's going to lead us obviously through the end of the season and then into a time jump uh, that's going to leave him obviously more established. And then, uh, potentially engaging in the next big thing. I love the idea, Jared, that the, that they're building the Death Star on some submerged moon. That's holy shit. That's awesome. I want it. No. Give it to me. Yeah, I, I, I. Unless something different happens, I think my last theory was wrong about him being part of the uh, Ezra's parents breaking because I haven't seen like a couple. Right in the, the unless it's like on they're on a different floor and a few like because they, they, they are floor. still communicating or whatever right, right? like right that's so, who he's talking hand to signals and stuff the, yeah the burp, 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 through the yeah cross right. yeah right that's interesting i hadn't actually realized it now that it is uh basically monogendered in the prison mm-hmm. right yeah or you're right you haven't floor. seen it. you haven't seen any females well it's wild no no so i think that theory so far there's there's some holes in that sure. one. Uh, but I, I'm loving this death star thing. If, if I have to jump on a different fan theory than my Ezra parents, let's go. I'm in. That'll be the one. So so we, we'll see. Wild. You, you've got some people rooting for you, Jared. Um, right. This is, th- this was great. Thank you. We're, we're kind of out of time now, so I'm excited to see where the next few episodes go. Jared, thank you so much for joining us. Mark, this Charlie, thank you for pleasure. having me. This oh was uh, an absolute joy. Um, Congratulations on 50. Um, and I will take your advice and everybody else should too, uh, about reaching out for, you know, whenever I'm free next. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Let me know. Keep in touch. And please tell people where they can find you on the internet. Yeah, sure. Uh, I am on both uh, Twitter and Twitch at Greek Heat. Uh, so they are both the same. You will generally find me. Um, I'm other places too, but I hardly use them. So Twitter and Twitch. Excellent. Excellent. And uh, Charlie, you want to tell people where they can find you? 
I'm in a recent conversion myself, moving away from a certain media called Mbunk. But over on Twitter, you can find me at the C3, trying to be more active over there, uh, spread my presence. And also at our Secret Friends Unite Discord, trying to get better at doing that and interacting with folks. And uh, I actually am the uh, regional coordinator for the Starfleet International Fan Club in Michigan and Eastern Canada. So Mark, your ass belongs to me. Sorry. Uh, but my wife and I run the USS Grand Petoskey, which is one of the largest chapters of, of SFI in the world. It's based here in Michigan. You can find us uh, at a website of that name and across socials all over the place. Uh, and by the time you're listening to this, if you're in Michigan, we have a huge presence at the Grand Rapids Comic Con this upcoming weekend, November 11th through 13th. We're going to have a beautiful booth space, props, costumes, chance to join our club. We're also having our first annual meeting, uh, which is going to be recognition and a chance uh, for a silent auction to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of Michigan. So it's going to be amazing. If you're listening to this, when the show comes out, uh, there's still time to come down. It's a very affordable show. DeVos Place, Grand Rapids, Michigan would love to see you. So Mark, what about you? I like how you you snuck in the charity thing there because that was a good two minute ramble about Star Trek on my Star Wars show, and that doesn't usually happen without some charity tie in. So yeah, good yeah, on you, sir. Very charitable. Uh, very charitable. Uh, there you I go. Just throwing in those sick kids that you know I can't help but root for. Uh, <laughs> so you can find, you can find me not watching Star Trek uh, yes, on Twitter, Instagram. <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, everywhere else at the underscore Canardian. And of course, in the Secret Friends Unite Discord. Very good. All right. That's awesome. Friends, as always, thank you for joining us. I'm going to tell you that sharing is caring and to keep on trucking. May the force be with you. Rex, play us out. Oh, you wrapped it right up there. Okay, cool. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at SecretFriendsU on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.